Hello, hello. Hello, hello. There we go. Hello. God, I need to clean my pop filter. It's a mess. Yeah, and I don't know what was happening. I, I, I loaded it up and I couldn't hear anything. Good I tested that out before. I mean, I mean yeah. <laughs> it's a good thing my new child needed, needed me for a bit. Yeah, there you go, everyone. I've got some updated news. I now have another pet. I have another pet. I have a cat this time. <laughs> The cat distribution system is a real thing. <laughs> I mean, I was just taken on the fact when you said I have a child. And everyone who was listening, who would have re remembered back to the times we spoke about... I, 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 maybe you mentioned it before that you didn't want a child. And everyone must have thought, what the hell is going on? But no, um, they are like children though. They if anyone has a cat, they'll know fine well. They need feeding a lot, they demand a lot of attention, they wake you up in the early hours of the morning, the whole shebang. I've had cats for Oh, yes. To be fair, I've had cats my entire life. I've always had, like, cats as pets, so this is nothing to me. But yeah, cat distribution system worked. Like, literally, went around to my parents' house on Sunday. Um, they told me, I was like, they're like, oh, that cat's back. I was like... Oh, what cat? Like, oh, that black one. That black cat. It's always coming back. Um, it's been it's been around here for like a good few months now. And I was like, what's well, not got an owner or anything? They're like, no, don't think so. Never seen it go anywhere. Always here. And then my dad think my dad's seen it on like CCTV since like April or something. And I was like, I'll take the cat. And my dad, parents were like, you want the cat? Take the cat. I'm like, do it. And I was like, no, I'll seriously do it. And they went, do it. So they got me because we've had cats. My parents have had cats many 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 times so they literally went to get like the spare stuff that they had so they <laughs> put the cat in a carrier took him around to mine we checked him for a microchip don't worry we've not stolen someone's cat we checked him for a microchip he doesn't have that would have been horrible if you had you just nick someone's cat and then someone's got missing posters everywhere he doesn't have a microchip so and yeah and also like he didn't really react badly to going to the vets so we don't think he's ever seen a vet before so yeah we're getting him like microchip soon get he's also not been neutered so we're gonna get him neutered uh but yeah he's he's now in our family and he's do you know how old uh, how old we don't really know properly how old he is he seems quite young so we think he's about two or three Oh. So he's quite a young cat. Well, he now has a home. Exactly. We've already bought him, like, a cat tree, on him a bed. He's got loads of stuff already. He's got a collar on right now. I put a collar on him today because he didn't have one on beforehand, obviously. So I put a collar on him. He's got a little bow tie. Yeah, I, I mean, my cat's got a bow tie. Um... A tartan one, but I remember the days of buying all the the climbing poles and stuff. Uh, and Monty's very old now, so none of that stuff did. Years ago, he just couldn't be bothered uh, using that stuff. He used the curtains for a long time, so our old curtains got destroyed he's from him. Not done that yet. To be fair, he's been quite good. He's quite well behaved. He wakes me up at half three, half no, Harry, half half six every morning. To give to feed him to give him to give him breakfast because I oh because well, I'm up that early for work anyway so like I just feed him when I'm going to work so he's just gotten used to waking up that early ah uh, no I was just thinking that he's he's gonna be an indoor cat isn't he we don't think he was ever meant to be an outdoor cat if I'm being completely honest because he uh. whenever we've opened the door to like go out or something or even the balcony door he's just not giving a shit. Okay, because we have um, my cat's an outdoor cat. We've uh, always had him outdoors. So uh, if you're in an area where it's maybe more safe to yeah, put him, I would. Well, we live next to a canal, so I'd say no. Yeah, but hey, you, you know it's just natural instinct of what the cat does and doesn't want to do. But Monty's an outdoor cat and an indoor one, and uh, you know the, the, the cats always well behaved. But as they get older, they, they can still be a bit naughty. Oh, yeah. But craving attention is one thing. If anyone gets a cat, God, they crave attention. It is ridiculous. 
Yeah, so we had like, so my first cat I had from when I was, from literally from when I was born, because my parents got the cat like the year before, and I pretty much grew up this, with this cat. She passed away when she was like 16, so I literally saw her for my, my, literally my entire life at that point. But yeah, like I know <laughs> when they get older, like she, she she became more relaxed, but she yeah. But I have missed having cats, so we now. Got it's funny. It's funny we mentioned that um, because I was in the charity shops on Monday um, because just out of curiosity, I hadn't been in ages, and I was coming back and didn't really have to drop my car for a service, and I actually picked up a book from uh, the charity shops which is titled the cat who caught a killer and that caught my eye so i thought um that's going to be an interesting read a cat catching a serial killer that's right on my alley i love cats and i do a true crime podcast you know exactly so uh, i do i do i do look out for books of true crime and ones that are of you know in the realm of true crime but not actually Nice. And speaking of, true, what are we... <laughs> speaking of true crime, it is your week this week. Yeah. I was going to say, I'm not doing a case on a cat today. That would be interesting if... Is there, well, actually, that's not got me thinking. Maybe next time, if I, if there is cat killer cases. But no, um... Yes. Uh, I don't think this is really... Uh, don't know if this is a really long one. There's maybe more to this. Um... It's funny because when I was actually trying to pick a case, I came across about four or five. I was like, I want to do that one, want to do that one. And I'm like, well, I can't do them all. So I actually had to, I had like four or five tabs open and was trying to whittle it down to be like, which one do I really want to do more? And I haven't really had that with much. I've just kind of put some of the ways that I've never had to really debate. But um, yes, we are doing a case on a female. Um I don't know why, it just so happens that I'm doing a female. Not because we just covered a female, but I guess it's still within the realm. Um, and, um, yeah, this is, this is an older case as well. Not even a newer one. What's going on? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> this one is in the US, and this one is the case of... I'm just getting up the image of her. I was like, the image of the serial killers on the screen the image of diane downs oh, and diane okay. and spelt with one n not the correct way i'm assuming you if you know this one or not i didn't but wait diane downs um i think i do know this yes yes i i know this bitch do you yes because that well part, maybe you can help us because the input in, in this and well, stuff because the interview of her was go I saw I kept seeing it ages ago. Just the police, I've not seen the interview. The police interview with her. Oh my god! Because yeah, I know. I, yeah, I remember this because I wanted to fucking punch her. I wanted to. Yeah, well, I've not actually seen this interview. So if I can find it, I'll watch it here and then. There's like yeah, um, yeah. There's multiple interviews where where she's like bullshit. Well, the, there's a newer photo for as well. The it's more recent photos. Um, I just saw the the older, the black and white photo with the one that Wikipedia has. Um, oh yeah, when I when I come up when she's I she's got that short kind of hair. When I typed her in, like yeah, she doesn't have the short hair, has blonde, blondish. She's the blonde longer, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I saw that picture, I was like, oh yeah, I remember this bitch. <laughs> yeah, she does have that face, which is quite unique. But I don't think you'd forget. But um, for anyone who doesn't, well, I have to do a disclaimer for this one. Oh yeah. Um, in terms of this one, true crime, murder, attempted murder, assault, and this does involve really young children. So if you are very uh, squeamish against young people being killed, then this isn't for you. I <clears throat> just <clears throat> I mentioned some sexual. Sex Sexual assault stuff, um, blood, gore, um, as I say, if I forget anything I'll, and I, I come to it in my notes, then I'll, but the main thing is it involves with um, young children dying, so if you do not like that, then this is not the one for you, but um, yes, today's case is on Diane Downs, um, 
It just annoys me. It's Diane spelt with one N. I feel like it should be spelt with two because my mum's called Diane. But, um, yes. Yeah, I, I get like that when, um, with how people spell Claire because my mum spells it differently. Like, what? So my, look, spell, spell the name Claire. Depends which one you're going for. Is it C L A I R or with an E on the end? Most people do E and hers. Yes. Heard. The most common one is the one with E. My mum does it. Mm-hmm. With, my mum does it without the E. Oh yeah, most people is with the E. So whenever someone's like, "Oh, let me write down your mum's name," and I say Claire, and they t- and they write out with the E, and I'm like, "If she sees that you've wrote it with the E, she'll be fucking fuming. Take the E off." <laughs> oh, I so can. Under- she I gets can. So annoyed. <laughs> I can emphasize with that. See, when anyone spells my name with one T, I'm like, "There's two. When there's not one. If anyone spells their name Matthew with one T, you are you are a menace to society. Don't trust any Matthew that spells their name with one T. Psychopathic. Just two. Two, two, two. I've never met a single person that spells Matthew with one. Because <laughs> my uncle... Oh. Got, I've, got, I've got two uncles called Matthew. Like we call, We're just the best. We call we call one of them Matt and the other one Matthew just to make it a bit easier to... When you're talking about one of them, it makes it a bit easier to tell who you're talking about. But, yeah, they both spell it with two. It's no, because... It's like Lauren. Some people spell it L-A-U-R-E-N, which in my head is the correct way. And then yeah, get, that's how I spell it. And then you get some other people. There was someone in my high school, if she ever sees this, then hi. Uh, she spells it with L-A-U-R-Y-N. Oh. Yeah. I, like, I just feel like there's standardized ways that stuff should be spelt. And I mean, I remember going into like... Um, like for some like Dobby's or somewhere, and you know, you'd have that stand either the name tags or something, and there would be Matthews with the one T, and I'm like, no, just it's it's wrong, because it's one of those things where like I have a name you can shorten, and if you shorten Matthew to Matt, if you only spelt your name Matthew with one T, you shorten it to Matt, which is literally the Matt on the floor. Yeah. The reason you have two T's is that when you shorten it, it, it's the and I get called Matt now because everyone calls me that. It's at the point now where. When people call me Matt, um, that's like, more like friends and stuff. It's because the nickname-wise, if anyone calls me Matthew, that's if my friends call me Matthew, I'd be like, okay, that's a bit weird because only my family do that. It's just evolved to that point now where yeah. anyone who calls me Matt is mostly just the friends. And also imagine it's one of those where if someone calls you Matthew, if your parents call you Matthew, you just kind of like, oh, shit, what have I done this time? Uh, no, well, not really, because I've known all my life parents to call me Matthew. It's only in recent years that folk just decided, hey, at, and then friends started doing it. So I was just like, okay. And then if any of my friends did the full name, I would feel off because I'm so used to them doing the nickname. But regardless, she spelled her name with one N, and it's Diane Downs. Very unique last name, may I say. Well, her name is Diane, but in terms of the bio, her full name is Elizabeth Diane Fredrickson which is her birth name. And she was born on August 7th, 1955, which makes her 68. Or thereabout, I'm not sure. Uh, She was born in Phoenix, Arizona. It's in the US. Um, Her occupation was a postal worker. She was a postie. And her... I would not trust her with my fucking post. No, no. I'm one of my family members. My, uh, uh... uh, Connor, um, in my family, he's a postie. Um, try, I always trust your posties. We have a... She's not going to listen. But there's a, there, there's a hot postie that works around my ear. She's got the dyed blue hair and everything in Pearson's. Uh, it's, uh, yeah. there we go. It's, it, it's quite class. Sometimes the posties do come round into my little um, studio area, so I'm hoping... Uh, I've not seen her around this area for a while, but I did hope for a couple of days that if I had mail delivered, she would just try the door, but come on the back and then open the studio and see me in there. And I'm shredding away to some like emo song, and she'd go, "Oh my god!" But never mind. Uh, oh my god, future husband. <laughs> <laughs> I think she's got someone. Um, in terms of her criminal status, she is incarcerated and um, still alive. I can say, I can say this now: she's still alive. Um, earliest possible release is 2025, so uh, not too long. Um, her spouse was Steve Downs, um, who she uh, well, she married him in 1973, divorced in 1980, and she had children. There was five, including one via a surrogate pregnancy, and um, 
yeah, she was convicted on June 17th, 1984, which is like 39 years ago, so a not recent case for me. And she had criminal charges of murder, attempted murder, and assault, and our penalty was life plus 50 years. Uh, doesn't really give away what she did, but what she did was absolutely fucking horrible. And when I explain it, it's uh, burn in hell. Oh, so burn in hell. Um, yeah, so let's go into the early life and background. So Diane Downs was born on August 7th, uh, 1955 in Phoenix, Arizona to Danish and English-American parents. Wesley Lyndon Fredrickson, uh, who was born on October 12th, 1930 to September 30th, 2017. And Will and... Will Adini? Fredrickson? Denis Engel? I think I'm saying that. Willa Denis, I think I'm saying that right. Right? Who were married on April 11th, 1954. And that's why the last name Fredrickson. When I first saw that, I'm like, okay, she's not got um, US parents. Um, in adulthood, uh, Diane spoke extremely negatively of her father, criticizing his lecturing, disciplinarism, and the power he had over her mother. In quotation marks, uh, she said, he spent way too much time with my mom, and my mom spent no time with me. Oh, I didn't. Um, yeah, I, 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 again, the thing when it's like parents, and, and parents spent no time with me. <sighs> okay, I mean, your parents can't spend all the time with you, but like, I understand if some kids aren't getting any time spent with their parents, then that is quite sad. But um, she has testified that her father actually abused her when she was a child, although she later recanted the allegations and both of her parents denied that any incident took place. Diane came from a family with strict conservative values and her parents forbade her to wear fashionable clothes or makeup, which made her the subject of frequent bullying. I don't know why, uh, I don't get that. You can't wear fashionable clothes or makeup. Uh, you get bullied for that. But then again, we don't, what? Know, we don't know what the non-fashionable clothes she was wearing. Like, you don't know what... Oh, when's this? You, you don't know what her parents made her wear, so she could have been wearing literal, like... Her, yeah, like, people will... It's one of those things why we have uniform in the UK is so people aren't singled out based on how much money they, they have for nice clothes. I mean, this is quite a while ago, so uh, times I definitely have changed. And um, and plus, I know in the US you can just wear what you want to school, or in some cases, I know uh, yeah, well, yeah, it's, it's mostly like that. Yeah, it's like I think it's like private schools where you have to wear a uniform. Imagine that freedom of choice to wear in the UK. Uh, oh, how well. many folk would have been wearing them? Get the badge in, get the badge in, Stone Island, Jesus. I'm glad for uniform, actually. That's what... That, see, it makes it more... See, having uniform... See, Americans might not get this, but you might understand with me on this. Having uniform is good because then when you get that one day of the like year or whatever, dress-up day, oh, it feels uni- so rewarding. Oh, no, uniform day, yeah. It feels so rewarding to come in and you pick out, like... Well, I, I used to, like, on non-uniform day, try and pick out a sort of good outfit to represent my style, to be like, this is what I usually wear. Because all you guys see me in uniform, this is the clothes that I wear. And wearing, like, I remember I used to, I was like, in, uh, 2016, when I'd come back from the Kerrang tour, I wore my Kerrang tour hoodie, and I was, like, vibing around in the school with it on the day, being like, hell yeah, everyone's seeing that I went on the Kerrang tour, so I'm 41. I felt so good just being able to wear that. No, and just for that yeah. one day... I get what you mean. Just having that one day. You have to pay, though. I think it was like, but a, still. It was like a pound or something, wasn't it, though? It wasn't like, yeah. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't, like, horrific. And they always and it was always one of those things where it's like, doing on uniform day, bringing a pound, money goes to charity. Yeah, and, and, you know, just being able to see what everyone wear whatever for one day. Yeah, it yeah. felt good. Um. However, uh, I... After the age of 14, she became more rebellious and she graduated from Moon Valley High School in Phoenix, where she met her future husband, Steve Downs. Despite um, 
Um, I think it says his parents' disapproval. Downs continued the relationship. After high school, she enrolled at Pacific Coast Baptist Bible College in Orange, California, but was expelled after one year for promiscuous behavior and returned to her parents' home in Arizona. In November 13th, 1973, Diane married uh, Steve Downs, who had enlisted in the U.S. Navy after running away from home. Now, this part is quite sad. Um, uh, Diane had later said it at a trial, uh, I did not marry Steve for love. I married Steve to get out of the family. Uh, I find that it's quite sad that she didn't... (laughs) I've seen cases like that where people have gotten into relationships purely to get out of the... I mean, like... I kind of did that. Like I kind, I moved in with my with a, <gasps> I moved in with a boyfriend when I was like nineteen. We weren't even together long, just to purely get out of my parents' house. I've done that. It's shit and it's upsetting, but I've done it. I, I find it sad because one person thinks it's love and the other person fakes it, and uh, I, I, I know that I've been in many relationships, but. It, it, in, 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 it's really in, I've had thoughts I've had those thoughts where in times where I thought maybe the other half didn't like me like my first relationship I thought nah I, I was like clueless and I thought yeah this is fine I was super great but I didn't stop to think maybe the other person isn't actually in love with me Yeah, and I was like Afterwards, my first relationship turned out to be horrible. But I didn't know at the time. Maybe stop to think, hang on. this We're in a relationship, but how much do they actually really, really love me? Am I being um, left out and strung up to dry? To yeah. tell the guys the party's over? Um, but, I, I, you know, but to get out the family, if the family had issues, that makes sense. But I just think that Steve guy thought this is love. When in reality, she was just doing it for another reason. Is a bit sad, but I'm not gonna have a go at you for doing it. And um, you it, do what you want. I mean, no, yeah, but, mine, mine was one of those where it's like, no, I did actually really like him. That part was actually fully true. It's just I really fucking needed to get out of my parents' house, and it was, it was definitely one of those things. It's like, yeah, like shit like that happens. Some people just really want to get out, and they're desperate. But you never want to have to sit there and question your i don't know if it's like love or your friendship with someone because you know stuff happens good all the time but i i i'd never want to have to sit at a point and maybe sit down and go is sean actually my best friend is he you oh, never want oh, to sit there and go oh i never did a whole, you know i never did a whole like making him doubt stuff because it wasn't one it wasn't like that yeah but you never want to have to have those thoughts oh. after something's happened you know you never want to think oh maybe or have the self-doubt. But I, you know what I'm like. I'm a bit of a doubt doubt person. I'm sadly like that. But she married uh, Steve to get out of the family. Their first child, Christy Ann, was born in 1974. Oh, fuck Cheryl... Off. She, fuck off. She called it Christy Ann. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yes. She could have called it Christy Ann Itty. But that would have been... See, see, that was terrible. That was bad. <laughs> that joke was so bad. Uh, but Cheryl followed in 1976. She ended her next pregnancy with... Oh, um, we're going to talk about abortion here. So, um, yes. So she ended her next pregnancy with an abortion, but after witnessing pictures of fetuses at an anti-abortion booth in a local fair, she regretted her decision. Uh, she testified, I felt the need to do something to make a for what I had done wrong. When I had the abortion, I was led to believe that a six-week fetus is nothing more than muckus. It is. That's all it is. Sorry, I'm... I mean... I, I mean, I'm, I'm for... I'm com- I am completely for abortion, so... Yeah, I know people have differing views. Um... But, uh, she... In this case, she'd felt... Felt wrong for having the abortion of the child. Which is fair. Um... Diane later testified that Steve had had a vasectomy. She seduced a male friend, Mark Sager, Sager, who became the father of her third child, Stephen or Stephen Daniel, who was born in 1979. 
Diane and Steve regularly argued about financial issues and fought over alleged infidelities, which resulted in the divorce in 1980, when it was discovered that Daniel was the result of an ex extramarital affair by Diane. Now, I, I, I don't condone people having affairs whatsoever. I hate... I hate hearing about that sort of stuff. Because um, I, 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 you know... I th when I see like couples and stuff, I I think that you know couples, you know, you're with someone having that trust, and then when someone does the dirty behind the back, just because you ruin everything, you destroy stuff, even with friendships. So oh, yeah, 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 Diane was the result of an well an affair. She was doing an affair, so screw you for that. On May eighth, nineteen eighty-two, Diane gave birth to a girl named Jennifer while acting as a surrogate mother. Despite failing her psychiatric test twice due to their uh, indicating signs of psychosis, prior to her arrest, as I'd mentioned, Diane was employed by the United States Postal Service and assigned to the mail route in the city of Cottage Grove, Oregon. Um, um. To be fair, if she hadn't done the crime, she would have continued probably on being a postie. And imagine that, though. That's another thing, I think, of when people have these, like, professions, like, when we've covered them beforehand, many people in these true crime cases, the people who are, like, the work colleagues of these folk, what are they going to be like? You know, my folk at the fucking post's office, or what? Or no, that she was obviously at. And after she commits the crime, so, like, holy fuck, that person we work with did that. Oh. Fucking hell. I've had a couple times where stuff has cropped up, oh, remember that person used to work with you? They did this, and it's like them, and it's like, holy fuck, I was around that person a decent amount of times in a, in a workplace, and it makes you, feel, makes you feel a bit off and weird. Oh, I used to work... Because then you start... I mean, I worked with someone who told us he was going on holiday, and turns out his holiday was him getting sentenced to prison for being a pedo. But it's just one of those things that after it happens, like a lot of the work... I've had it where the work colleagues and I... Well, then speaking like, I thought that, or it's like all those thoughts you, you, you had and you didn't really want to say and the stuff comes out and you're like, yeah, that happened. It's like, that was fucked. And then, we'll, and then everyone else kind of agrees like, yeah, that guy was an actual whoa, or that person or them or she. With the guy that and, I worked with, we were kind of just like, oh, we never actually thought that. Like never in a million years would we. Well, you never want to. You always, th you always think that someone's going to be good. A clean, nice, clean cut cookie. Well, we just weren't expecting it. it was like, that, that was out of the blue. And then we looked at his mugshot and we just went, ah, uh, yeah, I see it now. Well, people ask you about that stuff all the time. And I'm wondering if it's folk from our podcast who then followed you or whatnot or other people who just seem to ask about your workplace. But, hey, if anyone's listening, maybe anyone else who's listening can message us in and be like, yeah, had a similar thing where someone in my workplace did something fucked up. And then, you know... It's just the case of, like, wow, I used to work with them. But she worked as a postie. Uh, according to Steve, Diane treated her children like crap and lacked any maternal instincts. Steve later elaborated, and quotation marks, uh, Diane forbade everything to her children. If Danny demanded a little attention, she rejected him. But the worst was when one day... Oh, this this is... This is... British stuff for this, right? Um, he said that she rejected him, but the worst was one day I caught Cheryl jumping on her bed. I told her that um, it was not allowed. I made her sit down and think about what she had done. Cheryl remained calm while looking up and asked, Is there a gun? I replied that no. And the reason for this question to which she told me, I want to kill me. My mum says I'm bad. Yes. So Steve had a talk with the Cheryl, their child, and the child had said, "Do you have a gun? I want to basically kill myself because Mom says I'm bad." That's definitely like the, a what? The kid is definitely like the mum has definitely told her that she should die for being bad. Like that would not come out of a child's mouth just because they've misbehaved. Like when you misbehave in the past, you, and your parents said you've been bad, the, you, you you don't instantly go to I should get a gun and kill myself because I've been bad. Not when you, like you, you when you're a kid, like you you just don't. Her, the mum is Diana's definitely said something for her to say that. 
I can't even fathom a child, it, it, you know, like, if, uh, you know, even the, the the dad, the dad who's probably treating the kids well, and then speaking to the the daughter, the Cheryl, and then Cheryl coming, I want to do myself in. I can't even imagine a kid, especially that, uh, you know, because they've gotten, um, we've all been in trouble, and your parents have been naughty, oh, yeah. but if, the, if, if, if someone's saying that they want to talk, kill themselves with a gun, or talk to themselves, because their mum says they're bad. The mum, yeah, as you said, Diane's must have said something. Especially when she's like saying, "I need to get, I need the gun." Is there a gun? Do you have a gun? Yeah, like that's just like <laughs> what she said. Because I remember when I was getting in trouble, my mum said I was naughty. I thought, okay, that's fine. I'm naughty, and I'd cry about it and say, "My parents are horrible," but I'd never then think, "Yep," especially when I was younger. And yep, I'd need to do end my life. That's horrible. No, I never once went to that. Like, even when I was a teenager, I didn't even do that. No, that's horrible. But um, now we're going to go on and talk about the actual incident at hand, which is horrible. Um, so there's a warning for this. Um, so yes, on May 19th, 1983, Diane Downs shot her three children and drove them in a blow splattered car to Mackenzie Willamette Hospital in Springfield, Oregon. Upon arrival, Danny, age three, was paralyzed from the waist down. Christy, eight, had suffered a disabling stroke, and Cheryl Lynn Downs was dead. So Cheryl Lynn Downs was born on January 10th, 1976, and then sadly passed away on May 19th, 1983. Downs herself had been shot in the left forearm. According to Diane Downs, and this is what she said, and she's testified in this all the time, she claimed that she was carjacked on a rural road near Springfield in Oregon by a strange man who shot her and the three children. However, investigators and hospital workers became suspicious because they decided that Downs' manner was too calm for a person who had just experienced a traumatic event. I mean... Her three kids have just been shot. They were saying she was very calm for an incident like that happening. I mean, if I had three kids and they were shot and I was shot, I don't think I'd be calm. I'd be fucking... I'd be in another planet of emotions that I can't even explain. Like, I know people react to, like, horrific events differently. Like, I know people go, for, like, react to things in very different ways. But hers was completely weird. Oh, we've we've said this before in other cases where folk have acted too calm, and like the people who are interviewing or whatnot have picked up and and gone, how can you be this calm? If this event has just happened, you know. People yeah. are dimming it down, which makes it even more suspicious. Now, maybe some people are like that. I mean, as I've said before, or, um, when my grandma passed away at a funeral, I didn't cry at all. I don't know lots of people. Other like people crying. Ah, uh, yeah. Some people are like are like that. Um, but I think in maybe more severe cases or something happening, I might cry. I can understand people build up a hard shell and tolerance and don't cry at stuff, but in an instant like this, especially it's a mom, three kids, you'd have assumed she would have been a bit more in a worse off state than being calm at the fact her three children have just been shot and herself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You expect it to be, like, completely hysterical. At least crying yeah. and showing some form of worry for your kid. She also made a number of statements that both police and hospital workers considered highly inappropriate. Diane Downs later claimed that on a drive home from a friend's house, she decided to take a scenic route home. All her children were asleep. And Downs claimed that during this drive home, at around 10pm, she saw a strange man standing on the road flagging her down. She said she pulled over and got out to talk to the man. She described him as a bushy-haired stranger. He then immediately demanded that she gave him her car keys. Downs claimed she refused, and they got into a physical altercation that resulted in him shooting her in the left arm. <clears throat> He then opened the driver's side door and shot all three of her children. Downs then said she pretended to throw her car keys in a bush and the man went to go look for them. While he was looking for the keys, she jumped back in the car and sped off to the nearest hospital. Suspicious, uh, sorry, suspicions highlighted 
um sorry suspicions heightened when Downs, um, upon arrival at the hospital to visit her children, phoned Robert Knickerbocker, a married man and former co-worker in Arizona with whom she'd been having an affair with. I, I just can't get over the fact this guy's last name is Knickerbocker. Oh, God, yeah, no. I mean, a Nick, a Knickerbocker is a thing. Um, I want to get an image of one now. You know what I'm going to... A Knickerbocker glory. I love a Knickerbocker glory. I'm assuming it's a worldwide thing. Do Americans have Knickerbocker glories? I'm assuming they do. Is it, or is it a British thing? I'm just seeing British flags in a couple of these. Is, is, is Knickerbocker just a British thing? Hmm. Yeah! Particularly in Great Britain and Ireland. Uh, yeah! Oh, it's, it's called a parfait in the US. Well, if you're from the U.S. or somewhere else, you gotta come over here and have a Knickerbocker glory. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Ice cream, fruit, meringue, syrup, whipped cream, the banana, whatever you put in it. Um, but this guy's last name is Knickerbocker. Knickers. That's also funny. Knickers are pants in uh, here. Yeah, he was the one she'd been having an affair with. So, the, the, you know, when she arrived to the hospital to visit her children, she phoned... Um, the, uh, to someone she was having an affair with. It's a bit suspicious. The forensic evidence also did not match her story. There was no blood splatter on the driver's side of the car, nor was there any gunpowder residue on the driver's side door or on the interior door panel. Knickerbocker also reported to police that Downs had stalked him and seemed willing to kill his wife if it meant that she could have him to herself. He stated that he was... Relieved that she had left for Oregon and I was able to re, uh, reconcile with his wife. So yeah, um, you know, Francis Evans said there was no blood splatter on the driver's side of the car, um, and I mean, when I when I heard that, like from the research, my mind just imagined that like an entirely blood. Because you know when they overdo it in like film and stuff, where the blood just goes everywhere. Yeah. I just had, when I was reading that, I just had the envision of like, if that was true, and someone had been shot, the whole entire window would just be blood covered in blood, and it would have dripped down, you wouldn't have been able to see, and it would look like a horror scene massacre. Um, I didn't find any gunpowder residue. Um, and the fact that, according to Knickerbocker, Downs was stalking him, and seemed literally willing to kill Knickerbocker's wife, Jeez. to have him and that's that's on the cycle level that's like um overly attached girlfriend although the woman who is over the attached girlfriend lana isn't psychotic but in the case of the meme it's on that realm of just like you should be with me and i'll do whatever it takes for you to be with me and I'm that's gonna, on the i'm not gonna lie that video still that, that video gave me the creeps if in your eyes just gave me the creeps too much oh uh, but it's it's a class Classic meme, and it was just for the, um, because she did the Justin Bieber song as well, didn't she? It was two, yeah, it was the Justin Bieber, <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I didn't get spooked by it, but y you get what I mean, where the people are on that scary level of attachment. Oh, yeah. I was like, you can never leave me, you should always be with me, we're destined, and it's like, ah. Um, oh, yeah, he, he was. Yeah, I've had exes like that. Oh, it's never good. No. Um. Also, Diane did not disclose to the police that she owned a .22 caliber handgun, oh, but both Steve and Knickerbocker informed authorities that she did. Investigators later discovered that she had bought the handgun in Arizona during her marriage to Steve. While they were unable to find the weapon, they found unfired casings in her home with extractor markings from the murder weapon. Most damaging, witnesses saw her car being driven very slowly towards the hospital at an estimated speed of 5 to 7 miles per hour, that's 8 to 11 kilometers an hour, contradicting her claim that she drove to the hospital at high speed after the shooting. 5 to 7 miles an hour. Do you know how fucking slow that is? Yes. That is unbelievable. If Considering like that is like if witnesses. Are... Considering when you're in a car, you feel like you're going slow and you're going twenty. I mean, if that is true, that 
you know, kids had just been shot and she drove at five to seven miles per hour. Oh, what the fuck? I, you know, like, if, to be fair, if you said to someone, try to drive at five to seven miles an hour. They'd struggle. You struggle to do that. Every people who can't, who, who don't drive, maybe there's really young people listening. When you go slow, the slowest I, I get to some points is even going over speed bumps is, what, 10, 12? And that's just going over the speed bump. Yeah. But trying to constantly go at five to seven, you know, and then her saying, I drove here at high speeds, you know, that's fucked. If, you know, in the circumstances that she shot her three children and she just like, oh, let's drive to the hospital, but super slow. Like, she's trying to ensure their death, ensuring that they don't get yeah, any help whatsoever at the hospital because she's taken so long. Well, she would have drove at, like, a proper high speed to, if she really gave it. Obviously, she hadn't have done it. And her, the fake story was true. Then they would have... Then I've got a feeling that all the kids would have survived. Most mm-hmm. likely. But because uh, she was driving so fucking slow. Well, based on this and additional evidence, Downs was arrested nine months after the shooting on February 28th, 1984, and charged with one count of murder and two counts each of attempted murder and criminal assault. Um, Prosecutors argued that Downs shot her children to be free of them so that she could continue her affair with Knickerbocker as she claimed that he let it be known that he did not want children in his life. Now, I don't know about that. Um, I don't know what she said in any of the interviews, but the fact that the prosecutors argued that Down shot her children um, so that she could just have continue on her affair because Knickerbocker said he doesn't want children in his life. So she said, I'll just kill my kids because you don't want any children in your life. I've always believed that's... that. I've always believed that that's what she did. I've you think so? Because that's I've very always, extreme. I've always believed that. that well, she didn't, a, she didn't want the marriage to her first husband anyway. So she, and she was already pretty fucking batshit crazy on the, in the first place. It wouldn't shock... Like I, when, As soon as like, that came to light, I was like, yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It's just very extreme. Attempting to kill all your kids because the person you're having an affair with doesn't want any. Damn. I mean, that's... That's psychotic, man. Because for one, your kids wouldn't know that because you wouldn't have told them. But, like, you know, for the ones that have survived, them knowing that they would just... Their life was going to be taken because their mom wanted to have an affair. I, bro, if I was one of them, I would be distraught at knowing that's the what she said. Um, I mean, much of the case rested against uh, much of the case against her rested on the testimony of her surviving daughter Christy, who, once she had recovered her ability to speak, described how her mother shot all three children while parked at the side of the road then shot herself in the arm obviously shot herself in the arm as to be like oh no you know like that's why the bushy stranger guy to make it seem like someone's come and tried to carjack me that's why i'm injured um that sort of nifty play of like if i make myself injured they're gonna believe it was someone who attacked because if she came away clean and didn't have any injuries they'd think well, what's going on here why are your three kids um, injured, but you're not. Yeah. Um, and that and that shows the level of psychoticness where someone goes to that level of just like, right, I'm gonna commit a crime, but I'm also gonna have to self-inflict myself very heavily. Like she actually shot herself, which must have been painful to make it seem like, oh shit, someone actually has attacked all of them. But the thing is, right, if her story was even true, which we know it's not, she if someone was really wanting to cause damage they wouldn't just shoot her in the arm and then fatally shoot the kids they'd go especially if they stood right in front of her they'd go for the main areas not for, yeah. not for the arm where you can easily recover from and where less blood will pour out yeah why would the person damage the kids worse but let her off lightly 
when it's when when it's when when it's a person who's hijacking the car and more than likely doesn't know who she is she's not just going to go oh well i know who you are i'll let you off but your kids i'll, I'll damage them more no they, they, when someone commits an evil crime they don't care who it is they just like in school shootings they just shoot whoever when people commit mass murders they just take random victims there's no picking there's no like i know who this person is i'll just let this person off lighter they just go whoever and there's no holds barred to what happens exactly um yeah so you know the testimony came from her daughter christy um downs was convicted on all charges on june 17th 1984 and sentenced to life in prison plus 50 years she was required to serve 25 years before being considered for parole. Most of Down's sentence is to be served consecutively, and the judge made it clear that he did not intend for Down's ever to be free again. Um, but again, it's one of those things where the penalty is life plus 50 years. The plus 50 years really makes no sense because if you get no life, she ain't ever getting out. However, Down's sentence meant that she could uh, not be considered for parole until 2009. Under Oregon law at the time, as a dangerous offender, Downs would have been eligible for parole hearing every two years until she is released or dies in prison. In her first application for parole in 2008, Downs reaffirmed her innocence. So I don't know what it's like in the interviews that she gave, but Oh, what she specifically says in those interviews, but she keeps reaffirming her innocence, saying, I'm innocent. That's what she's oh, kept yeah, saying yeah. That's, what, that's what she does in the interviews. Ages and ages. That's what yeah. she does in the interviews. She just, she just also... Wasn't it this one where... Because um, obviously it took a while for them to actually initially arrest her. But when they, they asked, obviously, can you give a description of this person? And she said there was a black guy. Oh, I don't. I, I didn't know that part. I think it's her, but I think she said that it was a black guy, and then they were hunting around the town for this black man who apparently shot her and these kids. And it's like she always said, like in these interviews, "No, that's what happened. That's what happened." I think it's her, or it might be another bitch that's also killed the kids. But I remember like at the interviews where she is like proper, like, "No, I'm innocent. I swear, I'm innocent." It's like. like bitch police can tell when you've shot yourself in the arm because of the angle you're not fooling anyone they can tell they can tell based on the angle well well, let's see if i can find it now they're like old interviews from what i remember yeah there's like a 30 year old one yeah i think that might be it Yeah, like, she's always... Yeah, and... And I was saying in this one, she kept saying, why would I... If I I wanted them to die, why would I take them to the hospital? Oh, to make yourself look innocent, you dumb fuck. She is saying... The thing is, with this interview, she's speaking quite quickly in the sense of, like, how I'm speaking now. She's getting the words like this, being like, why would I... Why would I take my kids to the hospital? If I wanted them to die, why would I, like... Yeah, she's not. Keep she's, speaking. She's not calm in the slightest, and she's not. She's panicked. She's panic talking. That's what she's doing. Well, there's the description of the person, and they've got the the shaggy the the the, the drawn description has like a bowl bowl cut hair, um, similar to what it's got the bowl cut, but then it's it's got like the the, the droops down the side, like the Karen kind of haircut, fringe. Bull cut, but then it goes down. So it's kind of like all of a tree. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's our car. Wait. She, she answer, she's answering very quickly. That's one th- thing. Plus, yeah, like, thing is, she got to the hospital, one of the kids fucking lived, and when the kid got better, obviously the kid was going to say, yeah, I know this happened. 
And why would... And the thing, oh, the blood. And the thing is, as well, if you're so innocent, why the hell would your kid lie and say that you shot them? Why would they do that? Why You're their mother. Why the hell would the kid say, no, yeah, my mum shot me, he didn't do it? Because what, what reason does the kid have to lie? It doesn't. Well, uh, in this interview, I've said the news people were like, oh, Diane has said that um, the uh, interviewees and the, the, the reporters have misinterpreted what her daughter had said when the daughter said that uh, um, there wasn't a random stranger. Uh, so, yes, apparently uh, she said that all oh, people had misinterpreted what my daughter was saying. I mean, I had down here that she insisted that over the years I've told you and uh, the rest of the world that a man shot me and my children, I have never changed my story. Her first parole hearing was on December 9th, 2008. Lane County District Attorney Douglas Harkley Road wrote to the parole board, quotation marks, Dowens continues to fail to demonstrate any honest insight into her criminal behaviour. Even after her convictions, um, she continues to fabricate new versions of events under which the crimes occurred. He also wrote that she alternatively refused to uh, refer to her assailants as a bushy-haired stranger, two men wearing ski masks, or drug dealers, and corrupt law enforcement officials. So maybe in other interviews she she says that it's a different person each time and what they what they were doing like it's a drug dealer or it was a bushy haired stranger or it was two guys wearing ski masks or it was a law enforcement official um Downs participated in the hearing from the Valley State Prison for Women she was not permitted a statement but answered questions from the parole board after three hours of interviews and 30 minutes of deliberation she was denied parole and Downs had parole hearings in 2010 and 2020, which were both denied. Downs maintained her innocence in all parole hearings. Well, she's saying that they're not giving her kid enough time. She's saying there's... Uh, The man was, as you said, the man was aiming for her stomach instead of the arm, and that her, her they're not giving her, her dark Christie enough time to process everything and get, get the right statement out of her. Yeah, she's waffling, she's trying. They say that the, 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 the county and everything is looking back because they can't find the guy. Oh, well. Only to clear her name is before the public. Well, this is an interesting interview. I, I didn't actually watch any of them because I didn't know if there was much of any. There is a 30-minute clip for an interview. Uh, um, But, yeah, she is... Oh, wow. Diane Downs, The Lost Tapes, Bedside Interrogation. Um, that, There's all interviews. There's loads of interviews she's done, so I don't know which ones you saw, Lauren, but she is quick in that interview. I can't remember which one's uh, that one there. I know it's like an old one that I've seen. Yeah, because it's, it's ages ago, but it's quite crystal clear quality. You can see her and the audio is not as bad as you think it was. But, like, she was very quick to answer the questions and very quick in the way she was speaking to them. You know how when... Yeah, uh, we've seen it before where killers get interviewed. Um, and we know, like, they've done horrific crimes, but in, in the sense of just, like... Uh, if we take Jeffrey Dahmer, for example, if you watch his interviews, he's very calm, slow speaking. I always say that he's... You know, when they ask the questions. I only think that, um, he's, only think that he's calm and slow speaking because he's sober. <laughs> like... Yeah, Jeffrey Dahmer, but we've Jeff seen it before. Yeah. Where, they, they, where uh, some serial killers are calm, they ask the questions, well, this is why I did it. But in her case, She's just like rolling those answers out so quick, as if like her brain's just knowing exactly what to say. It's not me. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? Ted Bundy was kind of like that, though. He wasn't really calm. He'd try and avoid the subject, or he'd speak quite fast, or he'd try and change the subject onto something completely different. Sometimes he'd be quite calm, but that's if he's not really focusing on it as much. But he was quite quick. A lot of the time, Jeff, uh, Ted Bundy, he just kind of, because he wanted to delay 
his um, execution for as long as possible, so he was really trying to... Yeah, but you get the two, the two, the two ends of the spectrum, where someone slowly answers the question to kind of drag it out and make it go longer, or the people who do the speedy, quick answers so that they can ramble on about tons of stuff and get all this stuff out there, so that you know whoever's interviewing is like, oh shit, that write all this stuff down and trying to get as much out there to get this or whatever they're trying to say out there. It's like, it's not me or whatever. This is it. And by them rambling on, you know, it's them trying to trying to get the public to believe them by them saying so much. Instead oh, of saying yeah. so little to make them think, oh, it's definitely them. They're saying fuck all. Saying too much or saying a lot to make the public go, wow, well, they've got a lot to say. So, you know, but what is the right way to speak in a situation like this? You know, it all it all matters to body language, how you come over. So in these other interviews, when I do watch them, you know, you'll be we'll be able to see what she was trying her mannerisms were like to try and maintain her innocence. Um and in terms of the aftermath, uh Down's two surviving children eventually went to live with the lead prosecutor on the case, Fred Hugie. He and his wife Joanne adopted the children in 1986, which is which is quite nice. They 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 got adopted. They they went into a good family. Uh, Christy Downs, Downs' first child, who testified at a trial, suffers from a speech disability. She had a son and a daughter, who she named Cheryl, in memory of her late sister. Prior to her arrest, Downs became pregnant with a fifth child and gave birth to a girl whom she named Amy Elizabeth a month after the 1984 trial. Uh, ten days before down sentencing, Amy was seized by the state of Oregon and adopted by Chris and Jackie Babcock, who subsequently renamed her Rebecca Babcock. As an adult, Rebecca appeared on the Oprah Winfrey show on ABC's 2020, where she discussed how she felt about her biological mother. Rebecca wrote to Downs in her younger years and has stated that she regrets the contact regarding her mother as a monster. Now, that'll be the woman where if you Google, um, yeah, youngest child of Diane Downs, um, uh, actually, one of the youngest child, you can see her being interviewed on the telly. Um, my birth mom shot my siblings, Diane's daughter speaks out, yes. Um, it must be horrible. To, to when you grow up, especially because the kids were young, grow up and then realize, oh shit, that's your mother. Because it's one thing you wouldn't say, and people would find out, and then you kind of people would ask you about it, and kind of have to have your head in shame a bit, knowing that that was your mum. Yeah. But she appeared on show that uh, as a result that Rebecca um, had uh, appeared um, on the show. Uh, Open visual on ABC 2020. Uh, Downs was initially incarcerated at the Oregon Women's Correctional Center in Salem. However, on July 11th, 1987, she escaped from her cell. She escaped from her cell by scaling an 18-foot, 5.5-meter razor wire fence. For 10 days, Downs managed to evade law enforcement despite a 14-state manhunt before she was recaptured. 14 states. The fact this bitch escaped and for 10 days was evading the law. How? She just scaled the wire fence and escaped. And the fact there was a 14 state manhunt. Like, considering how big the US is, they were they were checking 14 states. That's a lot. Obviously, round here, when we see on the telly, like, there's a manhunt for someone, they check the surrounding area, but 14 states is fucking huge. Oh, gotcha. Y you know, if something happened up here, they'd be checking around, around Aberdeenshire. Aberdeenshire is so tiny. Or, like, in your case, even if they were checking the whole of Manchester and the surrounding smaller areas, that's tiny compared to checking 14-odd states in the US. Like, the area to cover... Um, but she was recaptured. Thank God. She received an additional five-year sentence for the escape. After her recapture, Downs was transferred to 
the New Jersey Department of Corrections, Clinton, uh, I don't know, after recapture, she, oh, she was transferred to the New Jersey Department of Corrections, Clinton Correctional Facility for Women, after heavy lobbying from Hughie. The Salem prison was located 66 miles from Hughie's home in Springfield. During her 10 days of freedom, Hughie had feared that Downs would attempt to travel there in hopes of contacting Christy and Danny. Despite significant security upgrades at the women's facility after the escape, state officials accepted Hughie's argument that the risk of harm to Christian Danny in the event of another escape was too great for Downs to remain incarcerated in Oregon. Author Anne Rule wrote the book Small Sacrifices in 1987, which detailed Downs' life and murder trial. The book documented accounts by friends, acquaintances, neighbours, and her surviving daughter Christy, who questioned the quality of her parenting. A made-for-TV movie, also titled Small Sacrifices, starred Farah Fawcett as Downs and was aired on ABC in 1989. In 1994, after serving 10 years, Downs was transferred to the California Department of Corrections and Rehabilitation. While in prison, she earned an associate degree in general studies. In 2010, she was relocated to the Valley State Prison for Women in Chowchilla, California, but was transferred out when the facility was corrected to an all-male institution in 2013. And yeah, that's all the information that I did have. I will go and watch some of these interviews, but yes, women can lie all she wants. Uh, I think we know what we think happened, and it's... She killed one of them. She injured the others, was attempting to kill all of them, and has lied. Yeah, she basically did, yeah. And the fact it was because she was having an affair with someone, and that person didn't want kids, so she said, yep, yeah, I'll kill my kids. Oh my god. But yeah, she is old as fuck now. I don't know where this, there's a photo on the internet you can see of her, and um, she still looks the same, but... I don't know, man. It's just now, you know, after reading this, and when you look at the photos, those eyes, yeah. those... There's, de the de mm, the de there's, no, there's no soul in there. There's no soul in them eyes. Nope. No soul in them eyes. Plus, it's the things where she has that... Obviously, it's happened ages ago, so she, if she has that old um, 80s haircut yeah. or 70s haircut. But she's a, a cold-hearted killer. And um, this is just a horrible case. No one should ever have to deal with the grief of growing up knowing that their mom was a fucked up human being. But this is what happened. And she's definitely one of the most evil, evil women um, we've covered. Yes. Case-wise. Because it's killing, it's shooting your kids, man. And trying to cover that shit up. We do need to cover some more women. A lot of them are poisoners. But uh, I'll find a few at some point, most likely. I probably, knew, I think I do know a few. That'd be pretty good. I don't think I've ever covered a woman before, so I this is why this one kind of interested me. Yeah, I've covered a few. But we'll find there's there's loads more. Don't worry, there's loads more. But a lot of them, are, some of them are quite old. <coughs> like a lot of like the cases, so a lot of them I, I do know about are like 1800s. Oh, she wasn't. And they've uh, and they've poisoned the husbands, kind of. Yeah, but she wasn't. Um... Oh, Diana's ex-husband. Oh, there's a photo of him as well. Steve Downs. Yeah. Oh, there's a, there's a more recent photo of him. I actually didn't see that. Well, more recent photo of him. Oh, he's going to need it. But yeah, we can all agree. She's fucked up and her story is absolute bullshit. She's maintaining her innocence. I, I'll, maybe if there's recent interviews, um, they will probably, she'll be saying the same bullshit, maintaining her innocence as well. Yeah, but um, I would recommend after watch that small interview. I would say for folk to watch the interviews because the fact he was speaking so quickly and on the ball with maintaining her innocence. Evil, evil, evil. Yeah, woman. Uh, yeah. Someone who's watched the interviews definitely recommend doing so. But yeah, this was a good episode. I'd say definitely a very interesting. I, did, I didn't think he would have known this one. I, I don't know how many folk would have known this, but it seemed this uh, this might have more notoriety. As soon as she said her name, I was like, oh, I know this bitch. Well, <laughs> A case like this, I guess, has no more, more notoriety when, obviously, if they've got sons or daughters, in this case, um, one of the surviving, uh, her surviving children, obviously the one, her youngest daughter, 
the one that wasn't involved with it, but was the one that's still, still a daughter, did interviews to be like, your mom is this killer, and she went on the telly. Yeah. And the, and the ones that had, that were involved in the shootings had probably given interviews, and like I said, it helped in that book that was written as well. So the fact that the people who were there, the witness ones, spoke about yeah. it because they were in the car and they survived, thank God. It's a shame one of them did pass away. And then obviously one of her daughters who is not part of, wasn't part of the thing at all, but still related to her, went on the telly and explained her sort of thing. Gives the cases more notoriety yeah. because in recent t t times like uh, people like me or others who went around back in that day weren't alive you know hear about these things through family members and stuff so but um yeah i don't know what you're gonna do next week but yeah i hope you guys like this one it's my first female case i think yeah. so probably i'll find more females to cover um but hey if anyone's listening thinking damn Men are so fucked up. Women can be just as fucked up. Exactly. But yeah, thank you guys for listening to this week's episode. We'll see you again next week with another one. It's my week next week. I don't know who I'm doing. Yep. But we shall see. Yeah, we shall see you guys next week. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.